0: back in the field. My name is Carl.
1: And my name is Arthi, and today we're going to be talking about Unsolvable.
0: Unsolvable.
1: God, we're so close to the season finale, Carl.
0: Yeah, we've got this and then two more episodes after this.
1: No, just the one. Charges and Specs. That's it.
0: Wait, really? Yeah. Man, my head is not in the game.
1: Is it because your heart's in the song?
0: So an Unsolvable.
1: (laughs) Right, wait. Okay, so before we dive into the plot summary, I just want to say... This is another case of, I remember reading the summary and thinking, wouldn't it be great if this episode was super shippy? <laughs> and thinking, it's probably not going to happen.
0: But then the first promo came, <laughs> and it's like the very end of the thing, and it's like... Super shippy. Jake's telling Terry that he has to think for Amy. Right. Like...
1: And I thought it was them faking us out.
0: But no, it that's was the only thing this episode's about.
1: Right, they totally played it straight, gave it to us... Like, they're
0: they are progressing this at a much faster rate than we thought they would.
1: I know. And I feel like this is how I felt with Parks and Rec. Because I went into it knowing that Leslie and Ben got together, but not realizing how fast it was.
0: Yeah, he shows up, and then, like, half a season later, she's into him, and half a season after that, they're together. Yeah. And then, like, a season after that, they're married or something.
1: Yeah, within, like, two seasons of April and Andy getting married, Leslie and Ben get married. Yeah. Yeah. And it's great, But it's also, like, super fast.
0: Yeah, I mean, they've been dating solidly for two years, so... No,
1: no, I meant more that, like, for TV... For for
0: TV, you know, and for this TV show, Crew, they gave us, like, seven fucking years of dancing around when Jim and Pam were gonna get married, right?
1: They gave up. It was four years. Four years?
0: That's a long time.
1: Yeah, we waited four years for Jim and Pam to figure it out. Although, in-universe, it was, like, three and a half. Okay. Still
0: still. I mean, in-universe, it was like 10 or something.
1: Yeah, he had known Pam at least a year when we met Jim and Pam.
0: Right, okay. Yeah.
1: Either way, though, yeah. I was I was thinking they would drag it out at least another season before Jake got to like realize it. And then they gave us the bet, and then they gave us Tactical Village, and I was like, wait, is the thing happening? No way, they must be pulling up the brakes. And then the unsolvable press release came out, and I was like, wouldn't it be great if the thing happened? And then Carly did the thing.
0: They did do the thing. And
1: they just, they committed 100% to the thing. Let's they- talk about the Thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to hear the word "thing" anymore. Okay,
1: so the A plot.
0: The A plot is Jake has just set a precinct record for arrests in a time period. One month. One month.
1: He hit twenty-three arrests in one month. I guess it's twenty-four now.
0: And to celebrate, he's going to take the weekend off until he realizes that Amy and Teddy are taking their relationship to the next level, which. Causes him to throw himself into his work and try to solve an unsolvable case with Terry. Mm -hmm. Which they eventually solve. Mm -hmm. After he takes a lie detector test and basically... Yeah, acts like a weirdo the whole time.
1: (laughs) Which Terry, being not a bad detective, quickly realizes has reasons. Yes. Yes. Meanwhile, in the B-plot... Charles is struggling to find a place with reasonable amount of privacy to have conversations with Vivian because they're trying to still work out their whole Canada moving situation.
0: And it is not going well.
1: Yeah, there's the roof is too cold because this is February in New York. It March was
0: really, really cold though. Yeah, yeah.
1: This winter was the worst. Yeah, um, and then uh, the the roof is too cold. The holding cell has people. And who are
0: Mostly criminals
1: Who are not exactly Not
0: there because they made good decisions
1: Yes And uh Especially
0: in this precinct This precinct is full of criminals who are actually there because they're idiots and assholes
1: We've gone over that in other podcast episodes Uh if you want further discussion of that Which because we're not going to cover that here Go listen to The Apartment (laughs) And uh last Uh and I mean he can't talk in the bullpen obviously Everyone is there so there's just no privacy, so to help him out, Rosa shows him something called Babylon, which is a secret bathroom from the old transit police force that used to be in the basement, question mark, that they that she and Gina have reclaimed and made, well, lovely. Uh, unfortunately, Scully and Hitchcock realize that this is also in existence and bully Charles into giving them the location. Gina manages to negotiate back bathroom rights, and all is right once again with the world. The C-plot.
0: Over in the C-plot, Amy is trying to deal with the fact that even though she has plans to go out to the Berkshires with um, Teddy, Teddy, she long ago gave away all of her free time when uh, Holt gave her a slim opportunity to do something useful for him. Mm-hmm. So she gets manipulated by Gina into lying to get out of this, gets taken to the dentist, almost has unnecessary surgery performed, <laughs> and uh, basically makes a fool of herself. Mm-hmm. in prime Santiago fashion.
1: True. However, at least the note ends on a moment of personal growth for her. Yeah. Yeah. So that's nice. I want to... Before we, before we break down the plot lines and, like, go real deep into each one meta-wise, I do want to say this episode, when we put it like this, I realize is super interesting structurally. All the plots touch.
0: Yeah. They're yeah. very thoroughly interwoven.
1: Yeah. And we don't usually... We've noted the episodes when the plots are interwoven nicely like this, and I I think we should continue that good habit of ours, because in this one, right, the A and the C plot touch, the B and the C plot touch with Gina.
0: Well, the C plot completely motivates the A plot.
1: Right, right. The B
0: plot and the A plot don't do much with each other. They don't. They
1: they touch at the beginning. Uh, Boyle celebrates Jake's arrest.
0: Oh, right, Yeah. That's true, but and, it's
1: and that's bookended actually. They dance at the beginning, they dance at the end. Oh, that's true. So actually, yeah, this episode is very nicely structured. Good job, writing team.
0: Go go team. Go team. Do stuff.
1: Yeah. So let's go ahead and dive in. We'll start with Babylon, because as you mentioned, the C plot powers the A plot, and so we'll segue that way. So let's start with Babylon.
0: Yeah, I mean so Babylon's an interesting moment because Rosa is helping out Charles mm-hmm. just because, you know, partially because he saved her life, but also because, like, they're friends now. Yeah. They put most of their shit in the past, so mm-hmm. she feels like she should help him. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel also like she knows it's in her best interest for their relationship to work out, his uh, Boyles and Vivian's,
1: because
0: mm-hmm. who knows what's going to happen if that doesn't work out.
1: <laughs> I mean, I laugh, but it's like the uncomfortable laugh of yeah. like, "Oh no," because you're right. I, however, we we've mentioned before that watching their friendship, like in in the apartment and in this episode, it's actually great. Like he's not easily offended by her being like, and his life is pitiful, mostly because Gina's there making it worse. So she looks great by comparison. Also,
0: he's focusing on Gina. Uh, actually, there's no shipping in this episode. Yeah,
1: Sorry. yeah, wrong ship watch. Sorry, guys. We've been trying. I've actually been keeping my eyes peeled. Oh yeah, me too. We should maybe talk about how Gina's hair is still dark, and I think yeah. it got a little bit darker this episode compared to the last one. I think I like, get it washed out a bit, and they reapplied.
0: I don't remember her I'm, hair color last episode.
1: I noticed that her hair was kind of darker in this episode. Like, yeah. it's been kind of dark since about the party, give or take. Yeah, she colored it dark for the party. Because it used to be a brighter red. It is currently, in real life, a brighter red.
0: Yeah, and it is also, in at the beginning of season two, a brighter red.
1: Yeah. And we'll talk about why wearing up this hair color is important next episode. Because it's the fake out.
0: Oh. Oh. I didn't think of that. Well, yes you did. I think I did. had thought of that, but I forgot about it. <laughs> I didn't think about it today.
1: Carl had this brilliant eye... Can't, what? We'll
0: get to it. We'll
1: get to it. So, Babylon, first of all, I really hope they bring this back, because as you and I have mentioned, we really want Boyle and Gina to be like, as you put it so beautifully, driving the sexual energy and tension for the show, uh, through season two.
0: Jeez, so many things I don't remember saying. Oh
1: my god. (laughs) But
0: yeah, I mean, that's clearly what I want. Yeah. We need something to keep us going while... You know, first Jake's away, then he comes back, but it's been a while, and mm-hmm. Teddy's still around, mm-hmm. and he's not going to do anything. Like, I firmly believe that he's not going to do anything to try to sabotage that relationship.
1: No, he clearly doesn't, because we have spoilers going into Thanksgiving, which is probably episode 7 or 8 or, or of, the sh- of the season.
0: But we shouldn't inflict those on
1: people. No. We're going to... I'm going to stop now, and we'll save all of that for charges and specs. Okay. Okay because that's where the information belongs. I will say that I hope Babylon returns next season. A, because it's a perfect plot device.
0: Well, we have a specific plot we suddenly want to see. True. Like, what happened when we were discussing this was uh, Arcee mentioned that it would be the perfect space for Boyle and Gina to be to keep accidentally ending up hooking up. And my response was, no, but Rosa knows about it. Oh, wait, that's exactly why they'd use it. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what they would do mm-hmm. And uh, It would be such a good episode plot. The plot writes
1: itself I mean, hell, I've, I there is fan fiction With that plot in the background somewhere Oh, cool Yeah, Gina is so adamantly opposed to sharing In this episode
0: Yeah, Gina is in it for herself yeah. And her wolf blanket Wolfie <laughs> I have some feels about Wolfie If that were a bear, I would have completely fallen to pieces Gina is in it for herself, but that doesn't actually stop her from saving the day. Mm. After Boyle gets completely cozened by Hitchcock and Scully's frankly terrifying and best not thought about behavior. Like, clearly it's best that they're completely useless cops. Because if they ever tried to do their job, they would do it in the most horrible way. Yeah, clearly. But, like... Gina comes back, she makes sacrifices in order to get Babylon back, but she only does it for herself. Mm-hmm. Like, Gina is at the height of kind of selfish chaos mongering in this episode, mm-hmm. and we see that by how she plays Amy.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, because she plays Amy like a goddamn fiddle- like she she straight up gives Amy the excuse, and then when Amy uses it and Gina finds out, she's like, "Oh, really now?
0: Dental emergency? Uh-huh. I stirred the pot."
1: Oh yeah, and you know, I think I think Amy looks over at Gina and she's like, kind of like angry, horrified, and I think she realizes she's been sh- set up
0: <laughs> because the setup here is that, um, the setup here is that Holt's brother-in-law. Is apparently the best dentist in the Quint State area.
1: That's two better than the tri state.
0: I don't even know what states those would be. Like maybe like Rhode Island and Delaware or something or Pennsylvania.
1: Well, the tri state is.
0: is New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut.
1: There's Massachusetts and New Jersey. It could be, where, mancha- it could um, be mancha-
0: Massachusetts and Rhode Island.
1: Or Pennsylvania even.
0: Yeah, but Pennsylvania is huge.
1: There's a lot of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. It's those other ones you said.
0: But, like, the thing about this is there is absolutely zero chance that Gina has not scheduled dentist appointments with, what's his name, Mitch or something? I don't remember his name. Wh- whatever his name. Dr. Co- Cosner. Whatever his name, Cosner. No, they're all Dr. Cosner.
1: Oh, Lord, you're right. Oh, no. You're right. You're right.
0: Um, with whatever his name, Cosner.
1: Before we dive too much into the Amy plotline, we kind of want to say something. We have noticed that we always talk about Melissa Fumara's face, and her clothes, and her hair, and, and her beauty. generally
0: how she's adorable. But, um,
1: but that's not fair.
0: Yeah, we're treating with her a little superficially, especially compared to how we're treating just about everyone else. Every other else. character.
1: And we don't intend to be doing that, because reality, realistically what it is is... When we say her face, what we really are trying to say, and we're realizing it's not necessarily coming across well, is that she's so expressive. And she says a lot without having to say a lot di- with dialogue.
0: Yeah, she gets a lot done with facial expressions.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: It's it's uh, one of her big comedic strengths. Yes. And I think that gives us a lot of opportunities to just talk about her in a way that's grounded in her physicality. Mm -hmm. When there's a lot more, you know, interesting things we could be talking about. But in this episode, I still want to make a point about hair and makeup. I know.
1: Well, in this case, what we're really saying is that the style team has done a good job of communicating her mental and emotional state.
0: Through her hair. Yeah. Which is hard.
1: Yeah, and uh, and and here's what it is. When she's talking to Jake, her hair's down and it's kinda loose waves and uh-huh. it's nice. Yeah. Then in the next scene where Teddy shows up and like tries to be like, Hey stranger
0: I I have problems with that. We'll get to that in a yeah, second. Yeah, we'll get
1: that to a second. Her hair uh, is much up, more curl. Yeah. Say that again.
0: Uh, he says, hands up, cop.
1: Yeah. And like and her, when you look her her hair is like very much like more done
0: elaborate waves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she she got her hair done at lunch or something. Yeah, she
1: went full Farrah Fawcett and it's pretty great. And and then at the end with the dentist office it's totally flat. Her expression is just like woebegone. Yeah. Like she's she's there's a lot
0: She's been at work all day when she expected to be leaving slightly early.
1: Yeah. Oh, poor sister. Oh man.
0: Things do things not go according to plan for her, but they never do. They're not allowed to. Not
1: when it Amy comes to Santiago hold. Amy Santiago
0: is not allowed to have things go perfectly.
1: Certainly not when it comes to holds.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I said before that Amy is someone who holds on too hard to the perfect plan. Mm. And isn't, you know, competent or lucky enough to have everything go to plan. And she deals badly with um, emergent problems.
1: I think what's interesting is that, well, one we know very little about Teddy. Ta- let's talk a little bit about Teddy before, um, sure, I make my point, which is it'll come well.
0: Back. So we know Teddy almost entirely through how other people see him. Like we have no picture of his interiority at all. The most personal detail we know about him is that he enjoys pilsners,
1: <laughs> which is okay.
0: I mean, what, I, I love that line because when Amy says, when he th- says that he's going to get Jacob Pilsner, Amy says, "Tang's really into Pilsners. And that's such a, let me tell you about my boyfriend, it's kind of apologetic. It's such a great line. It's such a perfect, perfect piece of their similitude. But, like, we see him through Jake's envy and Amy's infatuation. We don't see him for him at all. He hasn't had a single line that tells us anything about himself. Mm -mm. Even pilsners are a null fact. He has a beer preference. Congratulations. Right? Like, that doesn't fucking matter.
1: So, we know very little about Teddy, but you didn't like him being, like, hands-up cop.
0: No, because, like, we see her response to being poked in the back and someone saying threatening is to go full-on fucking self-defense mode. Mm -hmm. I think that's just... I mean, it's playful, but it's kind of... it's, it's uh, It strikes me as disrespectful. It strikes me as underestimating her.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what I was going to say earlier was that it's interesting that you bring up the, like, Amy's always going to stick to her plan and, like, hold on too tight to it. Because Jake is all about not having a plan. <laughs> Death Wish is all about going through the door first. <laughs> all But jokes aside...
0: That's why she and Teddy are not going to make it.
1: We don't know what Teddy's like when the plan gets messed up. He yeah, was we clearly, don't know what
0: Teddy's like when the plan gets messed up. He, he was, was d-
1: clearly willing to be adaptable. He's like, we can, we'll, I won't get the deposit back, but it's fine. We can just reschedule.
0: Oh right, right.
1: So he's reasonably adaptive. She's the one who's like, no, no, it'll be this weekend.
0: Fair, but they did like plan out that entire weekend. I think he must have had some input, but I don't know.
1: Maybe but also, not. I mean also, even if they were like all the things they mentioned, a cooking class, going antiquing, like picnic, whatever it was.
0: They're probably her preferences.
1: They're also probably things she could do the next weekend.
0: Oh yeah, I mean the cooking Those are class will still things. be there. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So it's it's not so, I have this pet theory that I've mentioned before, which is that I think Teddy is supposed to be sort of Jake two years from now. Like, more together, more, like, where... A
0: template? A growth template?
1: Yeah. Not necessarily a template, but like...
0: Uh, a future self?
1: Not the model for Jake, but like, the Vic Kovac of Jake. Do you see what I'm saying? Where it's like, the I like... an aspirational v- self. More than that, though, where it's like, this is all the things society says you should be at your age by now, that you've effectively rejected. We don't know, We, as far as we know, Teddy's stable, he's still a good cop. He's, he can
0: afford a suit, yeah, and he wears it.
1: He can afford a weekend at the Berkshires.
0: Yeah, like, he's he he got some money put aside.
1: And he doesn't care about losing a deposit, which is probably around $1,500. I think he says that number. Jesus,
0: I'm never going to the Berkshires.
1: He says some number, and it's kind of like he's like, "We'll just lose the deposit, but it's only such and such amount. It's fine." He's either way losing a deposit on a cabin in the woods, like out here. Like, think about how much like shitty beach shacks in the Hamptons are.
0: I don't think about that
1: because because they're I'm gross. never
0: going to be able to afford to go there. Right? I couldn't afford the fare on the fucking Hampton jitney. Yes. Which by the way, apropos of nothing, "jitney" is the most racist non-racist word. Yes, like there are more racist non-racist words, like words that happen to contain the contain the N word, but like "jitney" just seems terrible. Maybe because it goes to the Hamptons. <laughs> Anyway, that's so of.
1: I think it's actually a Cockney word, but, like, it sounds terrible. I don't care. Doesn't matter. So, so, but, like, this is what I'm saying, right? Like, he's cool with losing the deposit. He's very flexible. There are aspects of Teddy's character that I, I'm thinking are deliberately drawn to be parallel to Jake in a way that, like...
0: As contrast?
1: Yeah, he's more together. That's really... Yeah, weird. he's... Without. He's so
0: together that he's really bland. He doesn't have any foibles.
1: We don't know anything about him. That's why I think in season two we're going to see him take over the sort of hole in the force that Jake will be leaving with his quitting. I, because otherwise there's no reason to keep him around, that actor around, as much as they are.
0: Maybe. Yeah. Maybe Deepmore will come up.
1: I really hope so. I like that actor.
0: Maybe. I don't think he's going to be a very good detective, though.
1: Oh, no, I don't think he'll be a detective. I think he'll just be around more. Oh, you know
0: who I want to take over his desk? Uh. Uh, Tall, bald, Asian detective.
1: Of course you do. (laughs) He's not gonna.
0: I'm also a fan of lie detector man. Technician.
1: Other bald, Asian detective? He's not
0: bald. He's balding.
1: (laughs) Other balding Asian guy?
0: Yeah. To be fair, tall, bald, Asian detective actually has, like, a very short buzz.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> what I what I was trying to say is that we see a lot of times like the plan with Jake and when Jake and Amy are hanging out, not hanging out, doing things and the plan On goes yeah and 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 things go awry. Amy is way less like controlling.
0: Yeah, because there's a kind of she doesn't expect to be able to control Jake.
1: Yeah. But that works in her favor, right? Yeah,
0: she can can follow his weird magic intuition. Right. His magic protagonist (laughs) 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 fence.
1: You're right. The magic of being the protagonist means sometimes things work out perfectly (laughs) as he wishes in the party. And sometimes they don't. And when they don't, it's funny. Yeah. But with Teddy, she clearly couldn't let it go.
0: Yeah, and this I mean, is something she, small and simple. she's holding on to it really tight because she hasn't had a, like, a vacation with a significant other is actually a really big deal. She probably hasn't had that in years.
1: Yeah, because we haven't seen her dating anyone seriously in a yeah, long time.
0: Yeah, and you have to date someone a lot to invest that kind of money in a weekend.
1: And this is only a few weeks after Tactical Village. I mean, admittedly, they knew each other last year.
0: And they dated, like, five times before, but this is a really big like serious step when she says at the beginning that they're really taking their relationship to the next level
1: yeah
0: she's not kidding
1: no and 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 Jake's face when she says that
0: like it's true he yeah. knows it's true yeah he couldn't afford that no he couldn't afford to go to that level with her financially i mean he could afford to ride a tire cub but like it would actually seriously set him back and if you were thinking of it as an adult step that they had to sit down and plan he couldn't do that because he couldn't say to her this is Fiscally feasible for me.
1: Yeah, <laughs> shit.
0: I made myself kind of sad.
1: <laughs> I know. I was thinking about this because. Um,
0: Do you think we'll get a bonus that'll wipe out some of his debt from the FBI gig? Do they like pay? <laughs> Never mind.
1: I. So the answer is I don't know the answer to that.
0: Let's focus on the present.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's. T- or I guess let's focus the, on the present past. K
0: fifty two ABX dash three QJ.
1: Yeah. So, first of all, I love that in all the promos, they're like, let's say this a lot. because they,
0: they say it a lot in the episode, and then they give up on it. Right. But, like...
1: They clearly were really proud of themselves.
0: Imagine how proud Dirk Blocker was to have gotten them to let Scully say that line, actually get it right. Which actually makes sense in this episode, because Scully's being a good detective in this episode.
1: Oh, yeah, they're paying attention right now.
0: Well, no, they're not paying attention yet. But, They're about like, to. Yeah, they are. Um, uh, but this is after he, like, <laughs> threw the thumbtacks like confetti.
1: Why would you do that? <laughs> I love that Holt doesn't even try to reprimand them. He's like, I can't. <laughs>
0: I can't right now. I'm injured from hula hoops. I can't.
1: By the way, I think part of that scene, they did at least a couple of takes improvising mm. with that. Because there's pictures of it with the caption, Andre Braher and, and Andy Samberg improvise a scene. And it's this way, because I recognize the shirt. He's never worn this shirt again.
0: So, the A-plot is mostly a distraction tactic for Jake. Yeah. This is a case that everyone gave up on. Like, he's trying to solve a case that everyone gave up on, like, eight years ago.
1: Yeah, which is about, pretty consistently, it sounds like that's when he pretty much became a detective.
0: Yeah, this might even have been, like, his first case. That's
1: shitty, though, if that was his first case, because he couldn't solve it.
0: Yeah. And it, and it makes a lot... Like, one of the things he says to get Terry onto this case is that they're much better detectives now. Mm. And he a lot of bullshit reasons why they're better detectives. Like... There's no the, blockbuster? <laughs> drones. Drones.
1: <laughs> so one thing you said in the pre-show talk that we had that I really liked was that you said that the episode is not called unsolvable because of the case.
0: Right. They solved the case. Yes. It's a hard case but we don't even really see them solve it. Mm-hmm. This episode is named unsolvable because Jake is facing an unsolvable problem. He wants to get with Amy. It's driving him crazy and he can't do anything about it or he'll be a terrible
1: person. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And there's that great slash terrible thing. The screen cap from The Simpsons where Bart's holding the remote and says, you can see the moment his heart breaks and some horrible asshole put it between two gifts of Amy being like...
0: We're really taking our relationship to the next level.
1: Yeah, and you see Jake's face just completely change.
0: Yeah, he collapses.
1: Yeah, he collapses, and he's coming st- off of the.
0: He's coming off of breaking the precinct record, and Charles dancing to What a Man for him, which he always has lined up in his boombox. I assume it's cassette.
1: I can't even. I don't even know how to. Like this it. is
0: police requisition from the nineties. <laughs>
1: It's not the same tape deck slash stereo from so the Bat So it bet, spoils though.
0: his personal unit.
1: Yes. Well, because the re- cherry red one is clearly Jake's personal unit. Fair enough. It kind of reminds me of how in at the end of Tactical Village he says that Teddy broke the course record, but I broke it like 20 minutes later. Yeah, you know?
0: so it can't be that. That can't be why she likes him. Right. And, you know, this is him breaking the precinct record. Right. He's the best cop there's ever been in this precinct this month, yeah, and Amy wasn't even there for that, right, right. She comes in to the office after the dance party,
1: and she doesn't she doesn't know,
0: yeah, she finds out like at the bar, yeah, he doesn't even tell her no, like he's internalized the fact that him being the best cop there is isn't going to make her feel anything for him mm-hmm. besides, like, some collegial admiration.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, because she said, I like Vic Kovac so much more than Jake Peralta.
0: But that doesn't turn out to be true.
1: Well, I mean, correct. But also, she's dating Vic Kovac. He's this no-nonsense, pretty, like, you know, easygoing cop who doesn't who doesn't fuck around. Teddy also- seems to have his shit together. He parrots the wording she uses right back at Terry, like almost immediately afterwards. Yeah,
0: he's really taking things to the next level work-wise. Yeah. Like, he is motivated by her for one hundred percent of this episode. Except for the hula hooping. Like, every <laughs> other moment we see him on screen, everything he's doing is because of her.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's your ship.
1: Ta-da. Like
0: what more do you want? I guess you want them to like make out or something.
1: <laughs> It's interesting that you you mentioned that, like, because we've talked before how, like, Jake's improvement as a cop doesn't come only at the behest of Amy.
0: But it do- he is motivated to be a better cop by the fact that she's not paying attention to him, just so he can, like, feel okay about himself. Right? Yeah. He wants something to do that he'll be good at. Because he's not good at getting Amy Santiago to love him.
1: Oh, no. That's such a heartbreaking way of putting it. Oh, man.
0: He'll probably end up being okay at that, but like...
1: It's what you said. It's Jake having to accept the fact that nothing he does is going to get Amy Santiago's attention. She will always pay attention to Teddy first.
0: Or not always, but like... Well, for the time being. That's the reality on the ground.
1: Right, exactly.
0: Anything he would do to shift her attention would just hurt her. He's not going to do that.
1: I mean, he says in the next episode, you really think you're going to spend the rest of your life with Teddy? And she's like...
0: She's like, I don't know. Maybe maybe? it's too early to think about that.
1: Right. But they're taking their relationship to the next level. Yeah. One of the things I do love speculating about is who knows about Jake's feelings. Because we are like literally right before the finale. Yeah, Yeah. We
0: know for sure that Terry and Boyle know. We know that Jake knows, finally.
1: Yeah, it only took him until after Charles knew.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, We don't know for sure that anyone else knows. Until the last episode, at which point, you know, I don't know. Amy The
1: important person knows. Um, I suspect Holt knows. And I've been suspecting Holt knows.
0: Yeah, Holt pays attention. (laughs) He's a good cop.
1: Mm -hmm. I imagine Gina might suspect.
0: Yeah, I think that Gina... Is always looking out for people who Jake might have a crush on. Because she wants to know all of his vulnerabilities.
1: Yeah, there's that. I was also going to say she grew up with him, so she knows knows his MO.
0: She knows all his tells. Yeah. The only thing that might be holding that back is that she's extremely self-centered. Like, we don't know how much she notices about other people when she's not trying to do something to them.
1: Well, I mean, she she knew about Holt in being, the pilot.
0: Being gay? Yeah. Yeah, but... I
1: think Gina can not be... That's because she
0: was judging the person who was going to be her boss like Jake always should have been. Like, she might not pay attention to people's quiet personal dramas. That's she true. might only really be interested in their explosive personal dramas.
1: Okay, I can see that.
0: Anyway, we're sure Rosa doesn't know. Right. Because Rosa doesn't... Rosa, I think, tries not to pay attention to that bullshit.
1: Yeah, I mean, sh- they already know too much about her life, and she wants to know nothing about theirs. Yeah, yeah. This is in stark contrast to Jake, especially who has nothing but his job. And so, like, can we actually want to step back and be like, when when Jake is like. I don't know how to distract myself from all these feelings. He doesn't, like, go, like, pick up a craft or, like, a hobby.
0: go to the gym. (laughs) No. Like Like normal people. He doesn't do, he doesn't have anything else to do.
1: He goes straight to work.
0: He has nothing but his work. Yeah. That will engage him this fully. Yeah. This is why Jake has to be a cop.
1: I really felt for him, because, like, I've been that person. I've done that before. It's not healthy, and in fact, it proves itself very much unsustainable in this episode.
0: When he, like, doesn't sleep... Like, he's already really tired by the beginning, which I think is why he's so weird to Terry. Yeah. But, like... He's really weird to Terry. Then he doesn't sleep for, like, maybe an entire weekend.
1: It's at least one day. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of bad. I think that's all of our notes.
0: Yeah, I mean, we...
1: The majority of this episode is Shipwatch, right? This is also like a masterful episode. All the plots touch. All the things we want are there. We get t- we get everything except Boyle Gina's Shipwatch. And even then Which you can you kind of
0: really do like there's a very tight uh, arc going on with Charles and Vivian. Yeah. So Yeah. There's enough room.
1: Yeah, but then I mean, we get great character moments with Rosa and Charles and Gina. There's that princess handhold in the janitor closet when he knocks everything down. Every time that happens, I like cringe because I know it's coming.
0: <laughs> that he's gonna knock shit down.
1: I know, but like, I love that they both don't panic. They're just like, oh, this happen. That happened. Yeah. Gina's scene with Scully and Hitchcock, who got character development, by the way. They proved themselves actually formidable detectives when they when, give a when shit. When it
0: comes to secret bathrooms.
1: Yeah. I was going to say.
0: Which they're using like, wash their clothes.
1: I don't even want to know what they're doing. They're, like, a
0: million years old. Surely they have a, like, w- laundry machine. They're both
1: married. They have, like... They're, they've One of them got has a
0: dog. To,
1: they've got to have a laundry situation being taken care of. We're, like, getting way too into this. But, like, it's, it's excellently structured. Excellent character all the way through. We got to see the start of Amy and Holt's relationship start to shift in a more positive direction. And we see the culmination of that in the next episode. The only thing we don't see really intently, but we get in the cold open, is Holt and Jake. Yeah. yeah. And not
0: every episode has to be about them.
1: Thank God. <laughs> that's that's everything. That's everything. I love this. I really like this episode. This is one of the ones that I don't think I get tired of rewatching.
0: And it has a lot of momentum going into the finale, which we'll bring you guys next week.
1: Cool. Awesome. Well, it'll be an extra long episode, the finale, because we're going to do both finale meta as well as season two spec. And that's it. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Arthi. I'm Carl. And we will see you next week. Bye.